So it's like, is your is your hand heavier now with the ring on it? Yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> weird. But I love it. Because I've never had to war- wear a ring before. Oh, I know, yeah. The only ring I've ever worn was like a ring pop, and then I was like done with it after I was done with the, <laughs> the licky part, you know? The, the licky part. <laughs> yeah. It's called the lollipop part of the ring, the licky part. I call it the licky part. <laughs> I want that to be a thing. Like, <laughs> can you can you give me that 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 stick with the licky part on it? I want to I want to lick that part of the stick. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the intro for sure. That's good. Yeah, that's a cold open done. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is someone the road here on his pet bantha, Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Uh, so yeah, we're back with uh, a little bit more intimate show this time. There's only two of us this time. I was, t- You know, I was trying to remember, uh, have we done an episode that's just the two of us before? I don't know if we have. Um, if we have, it's been a very long time. Yeah, I like I didn't dig through the whole catalog. Like, I, I know I've done stuff with Josh just me and him i've no idea of stuff with mike just me and him i i don't know if i've done any with ian what are you laughing about <laughs> done stuff uh, yeah when done episode recorded podcast episodes thank you for yeah <laughs> before i get freaking gaslighted or something here <laughs> uh yeah so we'll see i guess if the you know the intimate setting is is appealing for the people listening intimacy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just making up for you not being here for the 250th, right? You just have to yeah, sit yeah, down with yeah. just me and do an yeah. episode. This is your punishment. <laughs> punishment. <laughs> Intimate punishment. <laughs> we're going to do stuff on this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess with everything else going on lately, we have not talked enough about Star Wars. So this seemed like a good idea to, to jump in, get some more Star Wars stuff in the podcast. Um, we are, I guess, mainly here to talk about the latest Disney Plus series, which is the Book of Boba Fett. Boba. Uh, however, I guess if you're, if you're not up to date on some of the Star Wars stuff that's come out, uh, there is something else at least we can sort of kind of talk about. Um, or at least give you a heads up that, hey, this is coming. Uh, once the uh, Book of Boba Fett wrapped, Disney finally started teasing us with the next Star Wars series that we can expect. Uh, there was no trailer. So I'm still waiting for that, uh, but we did get a poster for the yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, uh, they are referring to this as a limited series, which in my mind I'm guessing is just one season, like just like a mini series event type of thing. Uh, and they announced the release date. I would have expected it to be May the fourth, but it's not May the fourth. <laughs> it is May twenty fifth. Um. And I was trying to figure out why it's not May the 4th, but uh, the internet had reminded me that May 25th actually marks the 45th anniversary of the release of Episode 4. So that date oh, okay. makes sense. Yeah. 
So it all comes back around. I, I dig it. Um, but anyway, uh, so you know, before we get into Boba Fett, Andy, are you excited for for Obi Wan Kenobi? I am. I feel like he is uh, a very cool character in the Star Wars series. Uh, he actually is in each movie for the original trilogy. Yeah, original two trilogies. And Alec Guinness did an excellent job, and Ewan McGregor did an even better job, in my opinion, because he got much more screen time, more stuff to do, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor just really grabbed the role and ran with it. He just, he's one of my favorite things about the prequels. Oh, yeah. I think for a lot of people, too. Like, especially for not having too much to do in episode one, but like really shining in two and three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And. To see him go like toe to toe with Anakin, who was supposedly like the chosen one or whatever, yeah, yeah. and and come out on top, literally he had the high ground, <laughs> the most memeable <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I um, still say that to this day. <laughs> um, just it, you never really see him as like this all this really powerful, strong Jedi. You know, generally through like the first. Episode one, episode two, and even episode four. You don't really see him as this like all powerful because obviously Alec Guinness can't pull the lightsaber moves that you and McGregor can. Um, you get the, you get a little taste of it, I guess, in Attack of the Clones when he fights Grievous. But I feel like they dialed that down because apparently it was supposed to be a much greater fight before they For had to cut the, the Grievous fight. Yes, I remember seeing like somewhere in like the behind the scenes stuff there there seems to be there was they were choreographing a fight from what i remember basically you and mcgregor standing on like a green screen stage the complete the stage is completely green screen and he ends up trying to sword fight like three or four guys in green leotards who i'm guessing would have been like grievous's magna guards the guys with the the poles yeah so they choreographed this whole thing. I don't know whether they filmed it or not, but in the movie, he just brings the thing down on their heads, and then that's the end of the fight. So yeah. they they had something there they were going to do. Maybe that's like a callback to like the Indiana Jones, like you know, Harrison Ford was just like tired and sick, so he just like pulled it out Could and be. shot the yeah. guy instead of like, yeah, <laughs> cut, good, we're good, we're good, right? <laughs> that works. Yeah, sign off, print it. Um. Yeah, I think I think Obi Wan's gonna be fun. I I really want to see what I guess you and McGregor can. You know, George Lucas is is I feel like famous for being like not an actor's director, right? So I'm very curious to see what Ewan can bring to the role, having someone that wants to work with actors and like try to get something out of them. Like, so who do we have? Do do we know who like the showrunner is? It is is it Filoni or is no? It... I think it was. Oh, I'm gonna check my math if I can check while I'm doing this but i think it was deborah cho i think okay. is the showrunner and i think she had directed some episodes of mandalorian and then i was, went to I was gonna say that the name sounds familiar yeah i believe so. she is the showrunner and if not the showrunner then she's definitely directing a bunch of episodes i think okay like maybe the premiere and stuff yeah but i don't know who like the list of directors are for the episodes i didn't look any of that stuff up i'm afraid to look at imdb for stuff because i don't want to I don't want to Spoilers. know Spoilers. stuff. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I, I used to read uh, Entertainment Weekly religiously. And then, like, one day I read, like, a Game of Thrones spoiler, like, a season <laughs> before it happened. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm never <laughs> reading this again. And it's like a verified publication. Like, they got to yeah. know that people don't want to know this stuff. But... And it's just a little blurb. And I, like, read one sentence and I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it down. 
Um, I think we talked before, but just to sort of refresh, how behind are you on the other Star Wars content? Like you've watched Mandalorian seasons, right? One and two. Yep. And now Book of Boba Fett. Yep. And I had I had watched all of the Clone Wars until they re, re they went and made another season like way after the fact. So you did? Did you? Because it stopped with five, and then they did season six on Netflix. Right. And then they did seven on Disney Plus. So you saw season six? Six. Six was the one that was revolved completely around the clone troopers. And, right. I think there was a, some of that. Yeah. yeah. I remember Yoda being prominent a lot in season six also. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw six. Uh, I watched Rebels up until the point where... That'll be the end of season two that you're referring to. Okay. So I, I don't think I've seen three, four, or five. Are there... Five seasons of that? Four seasons of Rebels. So I need two seasons of that. I yeah. still need to watch The Resistance. Which I never actually finished season two of that. I watched the first season. I didn't watch season two. How many seasons of that? Only two. <laughs> oh, so it didn't do well. It it was fine. It wasn't my favorite. I got... It, it starts to cross over... The animation over. looked weird to it, me. The animation got like... I, I got the animation. I thought the animation actually grew on me the more I watched the show. Um, But like the main character is like so bumbling and slapsticky it's hard for me to like give a crap i guess ah uh, okay um it starts to pick up seriousness by the end of the first season and starts to cross over with uh force awakens a little bit and that's okay. when i was like okay i can i'm starting to get into this now and then i just never actually went and watched season 2 <laughs> um i never saw visions okay i don't know if that would have much bearing on on like obi-wan but that's good yeah, I mean, that's worth checking out. Those are quick, too. Yeah, because they're all one-shots, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I know there is... Spoilers, but there is a moment in Rebels that ha features Obi-Wan that I did not see. It was spoiled to me that it happened, so... I don't know if I'll need to see that before I watch... We're gonna, Yeah, we're going to beat around the bush for people that haven't seen Rebels, but I the moment we talked off-air about sort of what got spoiled or what he, he knows is going supposed to happen. Um, it's a moment that I would have figured we were going to see in the Obi-Wan Kenobi live action show or movie or whatever they were trying to do before. I didn't think they'd do it in animation. So, which even is like, okay, well, if we got that moment in Rebels, what is this show? Right. And, and what timeline does it follow? Like, when does it occur after that event occurs? I yeah. Suppose? Or before, even. Right. Well, I think, because I thought they said, I thought I read, or or something, that this that the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is like 10 years, um, I guess, post. Which would put it basically smack dab in the middle between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, I think. So, you know, my, my understanding of Obi-Wan Kenobi around the time is he was on tattooing, watching Luke for, you know, the 20 years or whatever he was there. And, which makes me... I feel like they're talking about the show, how the, he goes to other planets and stuff like that. So I'm like, what what excuse does he have to leave the person he's meant to protect right. and go yeah, do other stuff? That doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. So I'm I'm really looking forward to what this story sets up, and I I really want to see where it goes. Yeah, I always just, in my head, I always just had him like on Tatooine, like trying to make sandcastles without water, <laughs> you know? like <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That, that, yeah. Force castles, he's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Got to oh. stay in practice, yep. That's, that's how you do it. 
It's like Anakin hates sand. I'm just going to bathe myself in sand. He'll never come here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, end of May is when that series comes out. I'm I'm very curious. I just want to see Ewan McGregor act the shit out of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I want to see some badass lightsaber fights to give him, yeah. give him something else to do. Yeah, that would be really awesome. So we'll have to we'll reconvene for that series whenever that one comes out too. But uh, all right, so let's get into Boba Fett. So since the series has wrapped, season one is done. I, I don't know if we're getting a season two. So as of right now, I'm just calling it season one. Uh, but I'm going to throw out the spoiler warning now before we talk about the series, just so if we want to get into specifics, we can. So okay. we'll throw out the spoiler warning. This is possibly even for other tangential Star Wars content. We'll still have to sort of beat around what Andy hasn't seen, but. Anything that he he has seen is fair game, I think, for spoilers. So uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself for any Star Wars spoilers. Uh, pause us now. Come back. If you have not watched Boba Fett, come back after finishing season one. We will be here waiting for you. Uh, from, but from this point forward, spoilers to follow. Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler. Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler. You know, something like that. All right. So we can talk some spoilers now. Uh, so I guess maybe we'll just start like overall. But... Uh, what did you think of the Mandal? I mean, uh, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that slip up actually. Uh, yeah, that was totally on purpose. Completely, <laughs> completely on it? purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that that's a lot of what like the latter part of the season felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was <laughs> didn't really expect that, and I feel like they almost thought that they didn't have a strong enough thing going that they needed to bring him in. I mean, I guess I could see both sides. Like, I think I think they're definitely trying to set up some sort of shared Star Wars universe with their series. Like, all the series, like, between, like, we know Ahsoka's coming, that's probably going to cross over with Mandalorian stuff, I would think. Yeah. Um, it, it already has. <laughs> it kind of, I mean, this, the, the Book of Boba Fett kind of functions as, like, Mandalorian 2.5, season 2.5. Like, it, it bridges the gap between Mando 2 and 3. Yeah. I mean, it, it gave us some answers in Book of Boba Fett that I didn't think we were going to get until uh, Mandalorian Season 3. Right. Like, all the stuff with, uh, you know, the, like you said, the back half of the season with everything with Mando and Grogu, I didn't expect yeah. to see any of Grogu until Mandalorian Season 3. Or even his uh, cult sect thing that he's a member of, the the armor or whatever. You yeah, know, you could see yeah. His, the finality of that as well. Well, it, for 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 now, anyway, I'm sure we'll yes, see them again. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I yeah, I, I have mixed feelings. It's like I I enjoyed the show, not as much as I expected. I would like it. Still feel like it's it's it was fine for me, but I expected I was hoping to like it as much as I liked Mandalorian. Yeah, and, and I I really liked the Mandalorian episodes. I really liked them, but. I feel like they were misplaced in this and I feel like they needed to do those two episodes, but like sort of like intermingle them with some of the earlier episodes, like show like five or six minutes of the Mandalorian and then go back to what the Boba Fett was doing or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if they didn't do that just because he's, he's sort of bouncing back and forth between, you know, the past and the present. Yeah. Cause that could be the, too the distracting first... then for some of those episodes. Yeah. Right, but you you literally don't see Boba Fett for like two and a half episodes. Yeah, he he shows up the the Mando shows up in episode five, which is all Mando, oh, and then yep. 
Most of episode six is Mando. He cross paths with Boba Fett at the end of that episode. They nod to each other. Boba Fett doesn't even speak. And then they get together for episode seven and then, you know, the two of them in the finale. So, right. yeah, for exactly two whole episodes, there was not even a speaking line from the title character of the show. Right. It's super weird. And and I, I don't know. I just I guess I, I feel like they I wish they wouldn't have done that as dove so blindly into that, I yeah. guess, because it, it sort of it sort of picked me out of the immersion of being in the book of Boba Fett. I like I feel like if they were going to do it this way, they should have just called the series something else. Yeah. Like Star Wars Tales or something. Or uh yeah. Again, I don't know what the basically I think this means too Mandalorian season 3, we could get random episodes that don't feature Mando. Like maybe they're just going to be like backdoor pilots for other stuff. I don't know. But Yeah, it's sad. Like for the for the show about Boba Fett that sounded really cool at the start, I found myself not caring as much about Boba Fett as I wanted to. And the, my favorite episodes of this series are ones that he's not in, which is not great. Yeah, it's not great. And um, I liked the rest of the, the episodes, but it, we have two seasons of the Mandalorian. We've, we know that character and I'm not like everyone knows Boba Fett, but he's a lot older now. It's, it's not quite the same. Yeah. But like the Mandalorian is so popular and like, you just want, season three so bad that when they give you like two full episodes of the Mandalorian, you're just like, <gasps> yeah, bonus, bonus Mandalorian, you know, <laughs> like, um, I guess, so we'll try to steer into just, just like Boba Fett. What are the, what are the Boba Fett centric stuff? Did you like from the series? I really enjoyed seeing his past with the sand people. I really enjoyed seeing the sand people's like culture. Um, and, uh, um, idiosyncrasies of of that um species race yeah, yeah. Uh, species i guess huh um I, I i don't know i i just really enjoyed that 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 you could get so much off of it from not really understanding uh, uh, anything that they're saying and you right. could actually like sort of understand like the sign language that they were doing yeah so i i really enjoyed that and it you got a taste of it just a little taste of it in the mandalorian what season 1 yeah, because he crossed paths with them, I think. Yeah, I think it was season one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he does a little bit of the, the hand gestures and whatnot. Right, right. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. And um, I also enjoyed seeing how he actually got out of the... Sarlacc? Sarlacc pit, yes. Yeah, we've all we've all assumed that happened. It was nice to finally see it on screen. Like, it's, right. it's canon now. He got out. Yeah. Which... I've seen. I feel like I've seen some confusion talking to some people that they're under the impression it took him years to crawl out of the Sarlacc. I think it's. I think it's the other way, where like he crawled out of the Sarlacc like a day or two after being in there, and the stuff with the Sand People took years. Yes, that's where my mind goes with it. Okay. But yeah, the the Sand People stuff was cool. I liked seeing some of their culture. Um, you know, it's it's. Nice to get the time with like side characters and stuff like this, just to flesh them out more. And like they're, they, you know, now they you look at the sand people in a different light that they are not the savage beasts that we were always thought they were in every other iteration of Star Wars. Which, yeah, which in my opinion makes the um, 
Attack of the Clones murder by Anakin oh, yeah, yeah. that much more like brutal. Yeah, it was bad you know? before, but now you're just like, and he when he says he kills the women and children too, <laughs> you're like, like these creatures feel like fuck. <laughs> but at the same time, they also kidnapped his mother and had her strung up and tortured. So you know, maybe right. there's like just different sects of sand people, and that well, was just the worst one. I don't know. And they do explain that a little bit in this that that the um. I think the uh, the tribe that he was with was more of like a traditional ancient way tribe where okay, they didn't yeah. do all of the raids and stuff that like like these guys were just Tuscans. They weren't necessarily like the Tuscan raiders. Oh uh, yeah, okay, that, I got that you. Were, yeah, yeah. were accustomed to. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, I I trying to think like how how can I can express sort of like what I'm thinking about here like. With Boba Fett, I can understand, I guess, the arc that they're they're trying to put him on, and I I am behind trying to flesh out side characters and give them something to do. I don't know what it was, but it seems like every time he got out of the armor, I cared less. <laughs> and it's so weird of a thing to like admit because I can't tell you what like there's no good reason what, like why I feel that way, but I do. Even and with the the Tuscans and that whole story, you just that I mean the the pacing of those episodes was slower, but I was it, still it, it, kind of slower, like invested yeah. just to see where it went and how he gets out of it and you know how he survives kind of thing. But after that, once he finally gets to like Jabba's palace and we start seeing present day stuff, like I didn't really care as much about him trying to get the crime families together and and I just want to see Boba Fett in the armor doing cool shit is like like Mando does like maybe maybe that's one of the reasons I like Mando so much more is just because he's always in the armor right and the armor just looks fucking cool yeah which is the it, whole reason it, we liked Boba Fett in the beat in the first place is because he looked fucking cool in the armor right right um yeah I feel like the the crime syndicate thing w- was very um I, I don't know how to say it like r- ramshackle almost like it, it just seemed like discombobulated I guess like yeah. He, he he goes there and then I don't know. It, it felt like he had like six different enemies at one point and weren't <laughs> really sure who who was doing what. And I mean, I guess that's that's par for the course for being in uh you know associated with crime syndicates and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. But it was the huts, and then it was then it was the water guy, and then it was the what are they called? The modders or the grifters or what were they? Uh, they end something... up being. They yeah, something like that. Part, yeah, I can't remember what they refer to them as now. But yeah, I mean, I feel like um, now I'm gonna before I go further. You saw Solo, right? So, the uh, movie Star Solo. Wars. Yeah. yeah, that was a great movie. Okay. Um, because I feel like they're you know, Solo set up that the the whole crime syndicate family thing and and who was at the top of that. Granted, that person's not around anymore. But they could, like, he's not in charge of the the crime syndicates anymore. So it seems like it's a spiritual successor to that, like just the different families and power vacuums and the crime syndicates and stuff. And certain syndicates seem like they still run the galaxy. So I don't know. I'd like to see more sort of like diving into that, I guess. I don't know. And I feel like they set up a little bit of that with the introduction of the twins. And then the extra dodge of the yeah, twins. Yeah, like the Hutt when, showed up and they're like, hey, okay, we don't give a fuck, see ya. 
Yeah, like, but I okay. feel like if they wanted to do like a season two, it would almost be like War with Tata, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would, he's... I would watch. So. If he would just be content with like now controlling Tatooine and that's the end of it, or if he's going to have to deal with some other shit somewhere else. And it's not even just Tatooine. He doesn't even have Moss Eisley. He just has Moss Espa. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. He just has the one little town in, in Tatooine. So well, I guess you're you're under the impression, I guess, that because they even talk about Tatooine as a planet. Like, if they get the spice, the people controlling the spice out of there, that Tatooine will run better and be freer. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I still don't know if, like, all the other... If, if the crime families that betrayed him are even, like, still around, or if it's literally just no one left but Boba Fett and his crew. Because they ended up taking, like, Fennec took them all out, right? He took out the head. She took out the heads, but I'm assuming, you know, they had some sort of contingency plan. Okay, so the families might still be around, just someone else running the show. Right, right. Hopefully you know. fall in line with Boba Fett or something. Yeah, or versus, you know. Yeah. Um, some interesting characters popped up, though, that I really enjoyed. Um, it was nice to see some more Fennec Shand. Yes, uh, she's I, awesome. I enjoy, I, yeah, she's she's very cool. Um, and I like how she's very... <laughs> she almost gives Boba Fett orders, yeah. and he takes them, because yeah. he knows how good of a, an assassin she is. Yeah. And... Ming-Na Wen is a fantastic actress. I like her even from her S.H.I.E.L.D. days. So, yes. And I haven't even finished that show. Shout out, Andrew um. May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the episode, um, I think it was episode four, the one where he goes to get a ship, and we get a little bit of the backstory of, like, picking her up after she was shot and getting her fixed up. Yeah. And then it's the two of them having to get the ship back, and then she kind of hangs around. Yeah, that was a really cool episode. Yeah, that one I dug. and. I think like one of the favorite things of the series, I think for me was the, the like Boba Fett slave one versus the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. That was such a cool fucking sequence. That was a very cool sequence. And she ends up like unbuckling herself and dropping the seismic. Yeah. Seismic bomb or whatever you call it. Any, anytime you fly that ship, we want to see the seismic charge go off. So yeah, I just want to hear that sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, again, there's, there's stuff that I like for sure. I'm still um, trying to like feel like pick through some of the stuff that I really liked, but yeah, I enjoyed um, Black Kirsten. I thought he was really oh, awesome. Yeah, he was uh, just it, it's cool to see a Wookiee that was not your typical Chewbacca character. Yeah, you know, and I feel like they've given us other Wookies, but they have all been Chewbacca esque, and this guy is so not that. <laughs> oh, I know, like always in the the old expanded universe, there was had a. a Wookiee character that was a Jedi, which was a cool idea. And I think even in the Clone Wars cartoon, you see like little Padawans. One of them, I think, is a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, you see him trying to get his first uh, lightsaber crystal. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I'd like to see. Like Wookiees doing other things. So Wookiee Bounty Hunter is just badass and scary as shit if you're yeah. on the receiving end of all of that. Yeah, who used to be a gladiator, now he's a, a bounty hunter. So you know he can freaking fight. Yeah. And we finally, finally get to see a Wookiee pull the arms off of something. I mean, Chewie did that in Solo. Did he? He was in the, in the, I forget who, when they were getting in the, the Spice Man's a Kessel, they were doing something and I think he ripped arms off somebody. Dang it. I miss, I, I forgot about that then. Like they don't see, I don't think they show you like him ripping the arms off, but like he basically like does the motion and then like he has arms in his hands. Oh, okay. 
it's, it's one of those. Yeah, and and that moment when he does that, it's like I had to try to remember that the show doesn't tell you this, and I don't know if this is just inferred, but like the, he's seeing the the transdotions, yep, um, like play poker or whatever at the casino table, and he's just sitting there stewing, and then he just runs up and attacks them. And at first, I'm thinking like, is he just trying to rob them? Like, why is why is he going for those guys just that seem to be winning at the at the casino game? And I'm almost positive that the Transdotions were the race that enslaved the Wookiees. So, uh, yeah, I talked to somebody at work and they Googled it and they said that the Transdotions were responsible for like the Wookiee slave trade. So. Right. So it's not that like, hey, they're winning and I just want to rob them. He has a vendetta against that race of slavers that did that to the Wookiees. Which is almost kind of funny because they're the, they're the, the sect that attacked him because at the end like all these different crime sects oh, right. like sort of attack Boba Fett on all these different fronts and the front that attacks Black Kirsten is the transition front. Yeah. So I, I thought that was I don't know, fitting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping we see more of him. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh, for the and brief his, moments uh, we get. <laughs> we yeah. Get. The, the rancor. <laughs> Uh, handler, I guess. I mean, you know, if Robert Rodriguez was directing episodes, Danny Trejo was going to show up. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a given. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed all the episodes that had the Rancor in it because I think Rancors are awesome creatures, <laughs> and and like I feel like we get so few and far between, like live shots of Rancors. Yeah, yeah. That and I feel like they can do a lot more with them now with like the technology they have for, oh, yeah. for special effects and whatnot. I honestly so, kind of forgot about the Rancor. Like, I remember him getting it and then, like, sort of, like, trying to bond with it. And, you you, you know, you see it briefly underneath the meeting that they had in one of the episodes. And then I got distracted by all the Mandalorian stuff. And then, like, in the finale, Boba Fett just flies away. And you're like, all right, what's what's he going to go get? And then he yeah, shows he, up with a fucking Rancor. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I forgot. That's what's <laughs> that's what you got. Okay. The Rancor versus the bots was was really cool. I, I do have one thing to say about it though that that enormously pissed me off about that whole sequence was why did they keep blasting those things if their blasters didn't <laughs> puncture the shields ever? I mean, I think that the the effects on the shields were trying to show it that I think if you concentrate fire on one area, it weakens shields somewhere else. Which I think is what they were trying to do, just not well. Okay. Or at least that their guns maybe weren't powerful enough to suck up that much of the shield power. I don't know. But because right, then... that was how like Mando got in. Right, they were like Rancor. The Rancor was hitting him from the front to draw the power out there, so it weakened right. the back, and then he could come in. Right. But then, like the second robot that the Rancor fights, Boba has his rifle, and the like the robot doesn't have a shield anymore and he refuses to shoot the robot <laughs> like you guys just spent 20 minutes shooting these robots with the shields and now that the robot doesn't have a shield you're just gonna let the rancor take hits right yeah and he got his rocket back i don't know if you noticed but he, when he came back with the rancor he got his rocket that i he did tried notice to that shoot. yeah like he could have just fucking ended it right there but no rancor had to take a beating and that was another thought i had was he flew all the way back to the palace just to reload and then come back because he put the missile, he had to restock his missile. Yeah. 
But yeah, that would have been some good firepower to use at the end fight. But yeah, definitely. Those missiles must be expensive. He just doesn't want to waste the money on it. <laughs> they they touched they touched on that though, didn't they? Uh, in one of the Mandalorian episodes, didn't they say like he only get one shot or something like that. Like he'd have to earn it again or something. Maybe. Well, Boba gets his stuff. I'm sure from the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't hold true to the whole way of the Mando or whatever. It is. Right. I mean, it was cool just seeing the two of them like fully suited up fighting together. Like that was that was cool. It was neat. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite episode out of the seven? Can you remember what happened in what episode? I guess is maybe a better I, question. I think probably my favorite episode was. Probably the Mandalorian episode where he gets the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, I am. I am on par with you. That is, I think, the same one that stands out to me as being my favorite. It, yeah, and it, it's. I wanted to, to not say that because I feel like there's a lot of good stuff that that the Book of Boba Fett does that doesn't have to do with Mandalorian. Yeah. But the Mandalorian, I don't know. It <laughs> just like. I was like, it's a Naboo. It's a Naboo Starfighter. And Did Jess you, was like, what? What? I, that episode <laughs> what are you in itself talking about? <laughs> had so many like Easter egg things in there that I was started to basically just like make a list because I was like, this is so much crap that I was catching. Like, I, I don't know. That, before I get into sort of like my laundry list that I sort of tried to remember, uh, was, was there anything that stood out to you that was Easter eggy from that episode? Um, well, the Naboo Starfighter. That's the big one. Yep. Yeah. If you mention them, I'll probably remember them, but nothing stands out currently in my mind. All right. So the first one that I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, when he gets on the transport and has to leave his weapons in the case, the droid that he's talking to is, I think, the droid from Star Tours. Disney, like? Yeah, the, like Tours. the Disney ride, Star Tours, yeah. Okay. Um, When we fast forward to tattooing and we're in the hangar with the mechanic, I can't think of her name. Um, she has a bunch of droids run around. One of them is the BD droid from Jedi Fallen Order. Like that style droid from the game. Okay, see, I've only ever seen Fallen Order played for like 10 or 15 minutes when <laughs> my brother played it, so. Yeah, I don't think it's the same droid. Because immediately I saw the droid and I was like, oh shit, Cal from Fallen Order is going to show up. But then I was like, wait a minute, why the fuck would he be here? This makes no sense. And then I realized, you know, droids all look the same. They're just not the same right. number, so. They're not necessarily unique, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, the N1 Starfighter was the big one. Um, the mechanic lady says to Mando that the, the ship can be faster than a father, which is the fucking, um, the animals that Finn and Rose let out in Last Jedi and ride through the casino. Oh, okay. Um, the big, uh, pole that Mando gets for the Starfighter from the Jawas that like he's real impressed that they found this part that boosts the speed or whatever for the for the starfighter. I'm almost positive. I should look at screenshots to see side by side if they look the same, but I'm almost positive it is the same pole that Han uses to brace the trash compactor in uh <laughs> episode 4 New Hope. Yeah. Um when he test flies the N1, he goes Trapeo. past the the <laughs> He goes past the uh, the the old pod racing course. Which was cool. Um, and then the I mean the last one for me was just when he when he's done flying the ship and she goes, How was it? And he goes, Wizard. <laughs> like <laughs> such an Anakin thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there it's like 
episodes like that, I, I got a lot of excitement and joy out of, but at the same time, I'm like, all these Easter egg things still end up just distracting me from, like, I don't know if it's, it's a love-hate relationship with that stuff, because I love it, like, I'm here excited about it, talking about it, but it's like, you're just, just, just I don't know, you're just giving there, fans what they want, and I feel like it's distracting from the show, the episode, like, it's, it's, I don't Yeah, know. it, it, it. it. It breaks the immersion, in my yeah. opinion, when you when you just like sort of throw that stuff in there needlessly. Because like I stopped paying attention love... to the story, I started just making a list of like, oh, that's an Easter egg, that's an Easter egg, and it's already pulling me out of the show that way. Yeah, yeah, it, it just, and I love seeing that kind of stuff, but I like it seeing it like mixed better, I guess. Yeah, I suppose, in my opinion, it wasn't mixed enough for me to like really, really be like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. The other uh, one that I went like with Jess, I'm like, it's Cad Bane. It's oh, Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Cad Bane. And like she's if, like, she's like, who the hell is Cad Bane? <laughs> if I if like, I have to point to one moment that was like my absolutely top tier favorite for the show, it's that moment when Cad Bane. Oh, shows when he up. just just walking and you're like, you can't make him out, and then you could see his like, uh, um. What do you call it? A drifter cloak or something? What? Yeah, duster or something. Duster. Yeah, yeah, thank you. A duster. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I think it is. I think it is. Because I. And then he picks up his head, and you're like, yeah. It, it wasn't as fun for me because I'm watching this by myself. So like, I can see the silhouette, and I'm like, oh, Cad Bane, and I'm like looking around, like, oh, and then I'm like, no one's here. Like it's <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> but yeah, like, and it's funny to me that some people that I know watch. Boba Fett, but have not watched any of the animated stuff. So, like, Cad Bane shows up and they have no idea who the fuck this person is. Yeah. And, and, and everybody <laughs> that I've talked to was like, I love that character. That intro was awesome. I'm like, you need to start watching some of the animated stuff because he is so much cooler in some of the other stuff you see him in. Yeah. I mean, he was really cool in this, but... I mean, you get to see really... him do more, I guess. Like, he's more in on the action in, in Clone Wars and stuff like that, in the animated stuff. Right. So, you... I mean... Because having that background, like, you immediately know, oh, Cobb Vanth is going to die. Like, he's he's getting shot. He can't beat Cad Bane. Right. But for anybody that doesn't know who Cad Bane is, I think you're you're very unsure who is going to win this. Oh, you, you're immediately thinking the sheriff's going to win. Yeah. That's, that's what you think. And I love the way they, they directed that whole thing with, like, just the, the Western vibes of, like, yeah. You see, like, the wind chime change direction, and then, like, Cobb looks to his, like, the other direction, like, okay, uh, I don't know what's happening, but this is bad news, get inside. <laughs> yeah. Shit's going down. <laughs> and I think they got, I can't, I wish I did more research and remember this guy's name, but I'm pretty sure they got the same voice actor for the animated show to voice Cad in oh, live okay. action. Uh, Cad was really awesome. The fight with Boba Fett was a little bit rushed in my opinion because I, I feel like that needed to be a, a bigger duel yeah or a longer duel i mean i'm I, do you think cad's gone i don't i don't think he's dead his 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 i don't know breather blinky thingy was still beeping when, <laughs> when uh, yeah i think they, I they lingered on that shot that, a little but... too long i feel like he's gotta still be around yeah you can't go through all this effort Dave Filoni to give us this character in live action and immediately take him away from us. That's not cool. Because I feel like in the cartoon, he takes a lot of bumps, too. Like, he he isn't necessarily, like, infallible. Like, he right. he gets messed up a couple of times, and he always comes back, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, 
any other we'll sort of spin to like favorite momenty stuff anything stood out to you favorite moments from the series i mean i think we've covered some of them but anything else we haven't talked about i think they did an excellent job with uh like a young mark hamill luke yeah they're 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 perfecting their deep fakey stuff yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good, and I enjoyed him trying to, to teach Grogu anything. Yeah. <laughs> really, I thought that was fun. Um, Which almost makes me like, feel like if they wanted to, they could do a Luke Skywalker series. They probably like I don't could. know what the special effects cost to keep that face looking like young like that, but like the, the amount of time we got with him in that episode is like, oh, okay, they can. For me, that's like okay, they could do whatever they want with Luke now. It doesn't matter. They could put him wherever. Right. Right. I, I I don't know that I really like the whole take the chain mail or take the lightsaber choice thing that he gave Grogu. That's that's a big debate for me cuz but at the same time I think it's a it's a it's an arc that you know Luke needs to go on. So okay. it's something that in the old expanded universe a lot of the books that I read that was that was a hurdle for Luke. It was like how do I teach new students and not have them suffer the same fate that the last reign of Jedi did, right? Like, he doesn't want to... He starts debating if he should teach them the same way that they were taught in the Republic era. And the Republic era was deceived and wiped out by Darth Sidious. So why would he want to teach them the same ideals if they could suffer the same fate? Right. So the whole, like, attachment and, like, the, the very, like, black and white version of the Jedi Code... Luke kind of adopted a more gray area and is like, lets people get married and have attachments and families and still practice being a Jedi that way. And granted, that stuff's not canon anymore, but what we do know is by the time we see Luke in, a, in The Last Jedi, he's basically said, like, the Jedi Order is no good. Like, we can't do this because everything we've known before led us to get destroyed. So... I think it's starting the same way, where he's starting to try to teach the only way he knows how, which was way the the Yoda and Ben and, you know, the Republic taught Jedi back then. But eventually he's going to find out that, one, that that Jedi Order was wiped out, and two, his Jedi Order is about to be wiped out. Right. And <laughs> that's when he realizes, I fucked up. Like, so, again, it's it's the breadcrumbs of what we know is happening, and... That's, that was the, the question for Grogu, right? Because we know at the end of Season 2 of Mandalorian, Grogu goes with Luke to go train, but we know what ultimately happens to Luke's temple. So would, you know, Grogu's fate was still kind of up in the air up until this show. Right. It's like, would would he have left, or would he be at the temple to be slaughtered? It was It's, it's the thing I always joked with Paula, because... Paul is such a big Grogu fan and Ben Solo fan, and I'm like, what if Ben Solo kills Grogu? <laughs> like, yeah, like in the like when the Knights of Ren take down right. the whole yeah. Grogu could have been at that school in one of the bodies that's just cut in half on the floor, and your boyfriend could have done it. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> but I mean, we get the definitive answer, right? He chose not to be a student. He wanted to go with his buddy, so he's not at the temple when shit goes down. Right. So we'll have to see what, you know, Grogu's destiny and what he does outside of... Because now, you know, that gives them free reign to do whatever they want. Because now there's there's no... I, you know, I have no idea where Grogu could end up or what Mando's going to do. So Right. Yeah, there's... I feel like things are pointing towards the Darksaber. 
Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say they're laying the breadcrumbs for Mando having to unite the Mandalorians under yes. the Darksaber. That's, that is where it's sort of leading me to think, especially with the whole fight with um, uh, Clan... Vizsla. Yeah, Vizsla. Yeah. Because the, 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 <laughs> the two Mandalorians that are left from his... I don't know, sect or, right. or, or, or clan or cult or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, one of them is actually a clan Vizsla. So yeah. they were the rightful owners of the dark saber for some time. Right. Was it pre Vizsla? Pre Vizsla. Yeah. Yep. Voiced by, voiced by John Favreau. In the Clone Wars. In really? Clone Wars. Yeah. No shit. Okay. So yeah, I think, I feel like that's where they're headed and you can see the the divide between some of the sects of the Mandalorian, so it's going to be interesting, and especially for Mando. Like, I don't think he wants the leadership role, no, but he's no. inherited it with the dark so he almost has to. Right. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is how the dark gets heavier and he can't wield it. I, I'm not understanding that aspect of of everything because I feel like Moff Gideon didn't have any issues. And right. when he got the saber from Moff Gideon, he didn't have any issues. So I lightsabers are always a, a funny thing for me because, like, George, like I've heard George Lucas always describes, and Mark Hamill talks about this when he when he was training for Empire, like the the lightsaber fight with him and Vader, is that George Lucas always described lightsabers as being like Excalibur, where they are too big and heavy that you need two hands to fight with a lightsaber. So that's why, like, that entire fight sequence, Luke is basically two-handing lightsaber fight the whole time. Because it's it's heavy. He can't do it without two hands. Um, but since then, you know, we've seen stylistic Jedis do one-handed, behind-the-back, you know, upside-down hilt and all kinds of other crazy well, shit. Well, a bunch of dual-wielding ones, even. Right, right. So some of that it's stuff goes Soka. out the window. But Soka primarily is dual. Right. Now... In my mind, the way I explained it to myself, this is not canon, this is just my the way I looked at it, was Brian I always cannon. felt like it was the opposite. Is that the lightsabers have no weight, right? Because the blade is light. Light does not weigh anything. So the, all the weight is in the hilt. The blade itself weighs nothing, which is why it's weird to wield. Because it feels like the blade is weightless, right? Wouldn't that feel weird if you're trying to fight that way? Yeah, because it would, it would feel like you just have... It's like fighting with a flashlight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, wee. Which is why people dismember themselves if they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. (laughs) Cutting off your own arm. How many times have you tried to lightsaber fight with a flashlight and you realize you're pointing it at your leg, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least with wiffle ball bats, like you actually get stung a little bit. You're like, ah, that man, my knuckle. Like, damn. (laughs) But still, that has the weight of the shaft, right? So you're. All right, calm down. (laughs) Intimate. Like <laughs> punishment, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like that in my mind, that was how it made sense that like Jedi can account for the weightlessness of the blade. Yeah, and they get good with it. Yeah, but I yeah they're making. I think I think it was more like Dave Filoni and the guys involved know George Lucas and how he explained lightsabers. So I think that's part of their nod to how he explained them back in the day. So. My thought on it was like since it's like a dark saber and it the blackness of the light to me is almost like antimatter, which is supposed to be okay. like one of the heaviest things in the okay. universe. 
So that's how my mind sort of explained it away. I have no idea if that's even remotely correct, but what could we could explain it away too is it just being like an ancient lightsaber. Maybe they were just made differently back then or something like that. Okay. But, you know, I I even thought like, okay, well maybe it's just cuz like Mando's not a Jedi, right? Cuz Jedi can use the Force to account for the extra weight, and that's okay. why it maybe seems lighter for them. But then you watch Force Awakens and Finn has a lightsaber who seems like he's wielding it fine and he's it, it's still up in the air whether or not he's like force adept or whatever. I choose to believe he's not. That's fucking bullshit. Don't even get me started on that crap. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fucking normal dude. Just let him be. Uh, I don't know. Ben Solo notices him. Uh, I I will go off on a tangent on this because I I so much of like You're gonna Rise die of Skywalker on this hill. fucked up that whole trilogy for me. I swear to God. I. Uh, but anyway, that's even all right. To, to that point, maybe fine. Finn has very very slight force sensitivity. Maybe he can wield a little bit better. So that would support the theory then, right? That just normal people can't use lightsabers as well as everybody else. And that's why it's just weird. Right. But, uh, doesn't somebody, somebody else uses a lightsaber in the movies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hand does recently for a brief moment to come yes. up in a tauntaun. That's right. Yeah. But it, it was really awkward when he did it. He was like, Oh yeah. Like almost like he was peeing for the first time, you know, <laughs> it was like, Oh God, what, what do I do with this? <laughs> I'm suddenly just picturing Han just stopping in the middle of everything and like writing his name in the snow with his pee. You just like, like a... <laughs> Han Solo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I feel like we've gone down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> Try to bring us back. <laughs> um, anything else uh, like favorite momenty stuff that you want to touch on that you liked? Um, I think there, there's one for me. Just the fact that we saw Ahsoka and Luke on screen together in the same shot kind of blew my mind. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I You wouldn't expect those two to sort of cross over because especially with somebody who knew his father so well. Right. Being trained by him for all those years during the Clone Wars and then to meet the son i i just i didn't expect that there was not enough dialogue there for me and i don't think there ever will be i want an entire series of just the two of them sitting around a table and talking yeah i almost i almost feel like they need to do an episode like maybe ahsoka will lead into maybe like a jedi academy show or something where like ahsoka and luke have like their own temple or whatever see i don't think i really don't think ahsoka would stay at the temple like I don't think she'd train people. I don't think she'd want to be not trained. Technically a Jedi, really. Right. She's more of like a gray force wielder or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really because she has those weird white lightsabers. So. Which are fucking sweet. They are super sweet, but atypical. Yeah. But even I mean, I could see them crossing paths in her show at yep. one point or another. Well, I I feel like we're gonna get an episode that has Boba Fett and Mandalorian, and, which could and be yeah, Luke and you know, I just felt that they laid too heavily on the Mandalorian in this season. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Not that I didn't like it. It just it is like this isn't <laughs> not book that of there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't book of Mandalorian. It's book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um. Anything, I guess, we'll spin off to, like, dislikes or something. Anything anything that stood out to you that you kind of didn't like about the show? 
kind of turned you off. <laughs> well, I think I already mentioned like the laser blasting thing during the robot fight. Like it was yeah. pissing me off. <laughs> Something fierce because it literally nothing was happening. But but the one modder is that what they were called? I feel like that's not. We'll, what they we'll were go called. with that for for lack of not remembering if there was another term. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, but the modded up human was helping up. I was saying the, the man that I kept seeing online. <laughs> And then he does this weird twirly shot thing, <laughs> shoots some guy that he could have just like literally like looked over and shot. And I'm like, what the fuck? I saw is Twitter this? like it was roasting off. that guy and that oh, shot in the my show. My God, it was so bad. I, I turned to Jess. I'm like, what the fuck did we just watch? I'm like, what is this right now? I'm like, t- talk about being pulled from immersion. I was like, this is awful. That was the worst shot of the whole series, you know? Like, so there, there's something that I realized watching the show and it's something that I didn't think I would I would go this way but when the show was announced it was going to be like hey Book of Boba Fett's going to be made uh, Robert Rodriguez is a big part of the show either he's show running or going to direct a bunch of episodes or whatever so I'm like oh okay Robert Rodriguez because he directed the episode where Boba Fett shows up in Mandalorian season 2 Oh, so then okay. it was like okay we're going to take that guy and he's going to get a Boba Fett show Okay. So, all right, that sounds cool. That that episode was awesome. And Robert Rodriguez d- directed three episodes of the series. Episode one, episode three, and episode seven. Those are probably my least favorite episodes of the show. Okay. Three was the one with the, the janky-ass speeder bike chase through the city. <laughs> that part I did not that like That looked as well. terrible. Like, the oh, effects it- of that did not look done. No, it, it, it looked like a bunch of uh, Walmart shoppers on the little, like, go-kart thing. <laughs> somebody, to... somebody sent me, uh, I think it might, it might have been, shout out to Leslie, I think sent me this, but it was a, it was a, like, a Instagram reel or something of, like, George Costanda on the, like, little cart that's motorized, like, running away. Yeah. yeah, and he's got all the old people behind him on the carts just, dr- like, chasing him down the sidewalk. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Like it did. <laughs> it really did. And and well, the crazy part is, is like they, it didn't look like they were moving fast at all. No, it looked like no. like someone walking next to them could do it. But I swear to God that the mayor's assistant got into a speeder that looked much like the one that they used in the New Hope to get to the. It was similar to Luke's old one. Yeah. Yeah, the one they used to get to the Millennium Falcon before they left right. Tatooine. Yeah. And that thing could haul, if I recall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because we definitely see it picking up speed in the open sands of Tatooine. So maybe it's just maybe there's a speed limit in Mos Espa. They just can't violate the speed limit. Or maybe they're just in such a crowded area that they really couldn't pick up speed. I'm not sure, but that 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 scene looked not great. Yeah, that whole chase was kind of roll your eyes. I didn't really care for it. I, there there was something about specifically episode three and seven. That, but again, both directed by Robert Rodriguez. That I don't feel like the special effects felt finished. Like, right. They every it did not look as polished as some of the other episodes. Considering there's certain shots in the episode, I think episode four, when uh, after they steal Boba Fett's ship and he's flying around and he like strafes the bikers. Oh, like, that, that was that a shot. Was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Or even the scene where they're using the speeders to take on the train with the Tuscans. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just like Robert Robert Rodriguez's style or if those episodes were rushed for whatever reason. But 
I don't I don't know. It's it doesn't seem like it's a coincidence for me that the ones he directed are the ones that I don't feel like were polished enough to be released. Like they just weren't done and they're like, I'll oh, put it out anyway. So Robert Rodriguez I think has has done some pretty cheesy stuff in the past. Like he's done what uh didn't he do like Desperado and those those uh, like Mexican like, like once Machete and stuff like and and those are all like decent movies, but they they have like this cheesy air to them, I guess. And that's what I mean. Like maybe it's just his style, and maybe I just haven't seen enough of his or, movies that I'm not real crazy about his style. I don't know. I like his movies, but maybe like I I don't know if is this like his first real foray into like a sci-fi setting because maybe his maybe style doesn't really translate well into this type of special effect. Right. Because, I mean, you look at some of the other episodes, like the episode four I thought was shot really well. That wasn't him. Um, five was Bryce Dallas Howard. I thought she shot that episode amazingly well. Oh, she uh, she has had some of the my favorite episodes so far in, yes. like, the, the two seasons of Mandalorian. And, like, she she must have gotten something from her dad because, <laughs> man, like, like, she's kicking ass with the directing thing and she's a great actress too the one the one shot that stands out to me too from from the one she did which was when the armorer tells the tale of like a man mandal mandalore being bombed and you see like the empire carpet bombing mand mandal mandalore i keep wanting to say mando but mandalore is the name of the planet right right um but it looks like stuff like shots that are straight out of like terminator 2 with like the k2 it droids that look like the the T T model series from uh Terminator. Yeah. It, like, that was really awesome. Yeah. So she did great. Filoni did episode six, which was the one with Luke and Soka and like basically everybody in the Star Wars sandbox he got to play with on that one. <laughs> which that was great. And he's you know, Dave's the one that brought Cad Bane in, which is fitting since he was involved with Clone Wars, the animated series for you know, all that time. So he got to yep. play around with that character there. And he, you know, because in Mando season two, he directed the episode where Ahsoka showed up for the first time. So every character he's had a hand in crafting for animation, he's like, no, 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 I got to be the one to bring them into live action. This is my baby. Just let me have it. My baby. <laughs> I want to see the baby. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, yeah, so I, yeah, those were great. Um, yeah, we were trying to talk about stuff we didn't like. Anything, anything else you didn't like that uh, we should touch on? Um, I didn't, I don't know that I cared for the whole, you got to go see the mayor. The mayor just, I don't, I, I, I don't know why that was such a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. He, he just didn't, I thought, I felt like the assistant was funny in the last episode, but the, the yeah. assistant generally just sort of like annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, until the final episode, where I I feel like his comedic presence actually made sense. Yeah, I suppose. But generally, the I can't remember the species name, but yeah, that mayor annoyed me, and I don't think it would have mattered what species he was. was he was. It's but, like a Thorian, right, or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Like it's we they always refer to them as like the hammerheads because he looks yeah. like a hammerhead. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's too much else that stood out. To, I mean, more more than just like, you know, I think I talked about it before, but as much as I, the show is about Boba Fett, and I understood like the character arc they were going on, but I, I, I don't know, I had a hard time, follow like getting into the character and like really caring what was happening. And I, don't, I don't know if it's just a 
like I said, a point of just him not like coming out of the armor and just not looking as cool. Like, and I don't know if it's more like, I feel like I've had this conversation with other people too. Like even to an extent, like Han for the solo film, it's like some of these characters, I don't think we need to know their whole backstory and what's going on. Like I understand what they're trying to do and they want to flesh them out and give us something to, to get behind for the characters, give them some sort of arc to go on. But some of them are just cooler left alone. Right, the the era mystery like adds yeah. a lot of character. For as big as the Star Wars galaxy is, I keep saying <laughs> I want to see new stories with new characters. I don't really care if I already like a character. Don't show me the backstory, and then I don't care as much anymore. Like just kind of let them go. I guess I don't know. Because we get a lot of story with Boba in the Clone Wars through his training process with. Oh right, yeah, the clones, yeah, and then you sort of see like a whole bunches of phases with him. So, yeah. uh, we end up seeing a lot of what he's gone through. Which, I mean, makes sense for the arc that he goes on in this one, which is like, don't, you know, look out for yourself. Do your own thing. Don't worry about trying to get jobs from shady people because they don't give a shit about you. Yes, but I I still, I guess I, it, I, I wasn't sold on him being like a daimyo to the people. Yeah, I agree. I just, and I, I like the whole Sand People Tuscan Raider arc of that right, story, right? But I just, I just don't see him flipping his morals or his code or, or I don't know what you want to call it, but to to sort of like protect the people because it's the right thing to do. It's right. Just not a no. Boba, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not a boba thing to do. So like the flipping the script. I suppose I thought this was going to be more, uh, what am I trying to say? I thought it'd be more like cutthroaty. Yes. Cutthroaty or even mafia-esque. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it didn't really ever do that. It still felt like he was the good guy. And I wanted, like, the Mando's the good guy. Like, I want, because the Mando already, like, chose doing the right thing over like the bounties or right or right. anything like that. So I sort of wanted like an anti-hero. Yeah, I agree. And, and he, he, they, they turn him into, well, you know, just the hero. He's yeah. He's basically the good guy now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, that, I don't know that that's a good place for Boba to be. Yeah. In my, in my opinion for the character. Like I'm all about like, Hey, I've, I've learned not to take jobs from people. I'm going to look out for myself. You know, the whole arc with the Tuscans maybe gets him to not judge people by their cover. But yeah, to your point, I still don't think it's the it's the entire leap to, hey, I gotta protect this town and possibly this planet. I don't I don't go there. Yeah. But, but it seems like that's where it's going. But the whole like getting a ship back and, and wanting to be in control of what, what he's doing and jobs he's taking, like I thought he would just end up being more or less like a mercenary. Like, not a bounty hunter taking jobs for other people, being a mercenary taking stuff for himself, just deciding who to go after, who to kill, who to capture, you know, whatever. Yeah, it really seems like he sort of went soft. Yeah, that's and a good I way to put it, too, yeah. That's that's less of what I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, if we're going to... Presumably, if we see more of the character, maybe... Well, it'll grow on us. I don't know. First, first reaction. I'm, I'm with you. It's not what I expected, and I hate saying that. Like, you know, it didn't live up to my expectations, and that's why I didn't like it. 
Because, like, they definitely tried to do something here. I just maybe didn't work for me. But I'm sure other people might still enjoy it. But, yeah, just me personally, I don't know if I got behind it as much as I wanted to. I enjoyed it. I just think that other Star Wars content was better. Yeah, I, I second that. I agree. Um, I don't know. I Anything else, I guess, maybe just for Boba Fett? Because maybe we can just sort of shoot the shit about what to expect for Mando Season 3. Oh, uh, the end of the, the series. I think it was sort of like a mid, maybe a mid-credit thing. Um, I'm assuming Cobb is still alive. That was my assumption as well. Okay. Which is cool because Timmy the Elephant was a really cool, like, sheriff. Yes. Yeah. Or Marshall. Because I, I went and rewatched, you know, the scene of him getting shot a good bit. And he definitely gets shot in the shoulder. Right. He does not get shot in the chest. His yeah. his 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 deputy gets fucked up. Oh yeah. That but... guy deserved to die. Like <laughs> he, you're just he... waiting for him to bite it. Oh yeah, he was a huge turd burger. Yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> know, with insane. the with the modder there for Cobb, is he get, like gonna come out of the thing like Robocop? Yeah, that modder is really cool. I, I, I really hope that, that actor sort of shows up in more more things because yeah. I I really dug like what he was able to do with the Phoenix Shand, and like showing how he did it and, and that aspect of it. I, I really dug that. Yeah. Speaking of the modders, I thought they were really stupid. I thought that whole episode was <laughs> real great, and, and like I didn't like the characters. I didn't like who they selected for for the actors. But it might have had to do with that scene. With the, the spinning the, scene, the motor, the motor scooters. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, um, shout out to Kevin. He listens to this. Um, uh, he he likened it to Back to the Future. Oh, uh, like w- the Hill Valley, like in the in the courtyard, with with the hover scooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I how can, how like. That. Biff had the the metal head, or and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're in the future, <laughs> I'm like, oh wow. Now that you th- now that you say that, it does seem a lot like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I can't tell if we're supposed to care about those characters because I don't feel like I did at all. So I I hated him right at first. I didn't <laughs> like him, and then I re- I I sort of started to like them when Black Kirsten attacked Boba Fett, and they defended him. And they defended him. Like, they all yeah, surrounded okay. Black Kirsten. And I was like, okay, these guys are actually so, sort of somewhat cool. Yeah. And then they seemed like they couldn't help themselves in the last episode. But I feel like and the episodes the were spin. Out... Yeah, the spin. They can sit and spin <laughs> on that. Um... <laughs> um, I feel like the episodes where I liked the modders weren't the episodes that Robert, Robert Rodriguez did. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like he did the last episode and the third episode, which yeah, like like, what are you doing, buddy? But um, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like coincidentally, like the one that was supposed to be like headlining this thing has the episodes that I like the least, and I don't think that's the way this show should have went. Like, I don't know what I, I'm missing. I, like, I feel like yeah. I'm on the wrong side of this. <laughs> I enjoyed the Rancor fight. I thought that was really cool. I I really did, and yeah. I enjoyed that Grogu sort of like calmed the beast and then took a nap right next to him yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was really cool um and let's not even we haven't even gone there but the tapping on the bubble 
to make the Van Doe go into hyper, hyper oh. drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no. And he like taps even harder. <laughs> that was such a cool scene. I thought For, he was going to I even got scared. Like, oh, oh okay. I thought well, he was going to like, like the metal ball on the, on the, on the glass, like, you know, cockpit thing that he's in. I'm like, don't break the glass. Like you're going to get sucked into space. Like <laughs> you can't stop that. <laughs> I mean, I, he might that's be the only question to I had about the, about the ship. Right. So if Mando actually does like bounty hunting again, the nice thing about the razor crest was it had places to store bounties. Right? right. Yes. Where the hell does he put people? If he has to take them in, is there a trunk to that thing where he could just shove I, bodies in? I, I wouldn't think so, but maybe he can get like a cargo crane and just like sort of drag it along behind, behind him or something. Like a little tugboat or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or he maybe, got the trailer out back. Just uh... Maybe he'll get like a... Because I feel like the Naboo Starfighter can almost fit inside of a Razor Crest. Almost. Maybe. So maybe he'll get a, like a more of a transporty type. Ship, It'll be yeah, like sometime in like season four when Lego wants you to buy another ship of Mando's. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're already putting. I already saw the 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 uh, like listing for Mando's N one. Oh a, really? A Lego set for that already? Is, is it already there? <laughs> I don't think it comes out for like a couple months, but they're they're making it. It's coming. Those, those sons of bitches. I want it. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> um. Anything else to, to, I guess, wrap up Book of Boba Fett? And then maybe we'll just shoot the shit for Mando Season 3 and then wrap up. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, I don't think I have anything else either. It's like, I again, I probably said this before. I, I enjoyed it. It didn't hit the bar of what I expected, and I still think kind of fell short. But And it's sad that the, the episodes I liked the most were the ones that he wasn't in, but... At this point, I guess we're just going to have to see where it goes, and hopefully he gets some... It's going to be funny when they do Mandalorian Season 3, and then he shows up in that show, and it's like, those are the cool fucking episodes from Mandalorian Season 3 when Boba Fett showed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> they can't get it right for the shows that they are on that are theirs, but the cameo appearances are really cool in every show. Right. Let's hope that trend doesn't continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, to a point. I don't know. Um. So... Since we left off with Mando taking Grogu, I, well, I guess we sort of already t- sort of talked about what we think is going to happen in Mando season three, which is him trying to unite the clans of Mandalorians. He, al- he almost has to go back to Mandalore, right? Well, Mandalore is not there anymore, correct? I think the planet still exists, but I don't know how like habitable Isn't, like, it is. Only or... like half of it there, or some kind of thing like that. Didn't like a huge chunk of it like break off or some kind of ridiculousness? Oh, if it did, then I if they showed that, then I think I missed it or forgot it. Like I know they they like the Empire bombed the crap out of it, but I didn't think the planet was like gone or uninhabitable. Okay, it was more that I think like you know because the the Mandalore is important because that's where they mined the Beskar from. Right. So when the Empire bombed it and the Mandalorians left, the Empire took over. But we're at a time where the Empire is now defeated, so that they still have a stranglehold on Mandalore. I feel like we got a little bit of a blurb of what happened after all of that when we saw the Mandalorian episode with the other three Mandalorians. Yeah. The the rightful owner of the the Darksaber. Yeah, why can't I think of her name right now? Oh my god. Shit. I know it's Katie Sackhoff. What the fuck is her name? 
Um, I'm not. I can't come up with it right now either. God damn it! Oh, it's gonna hurt me. Oh, I have a Mandalorian card game up here that she's in. <laughs> it's like I for just a point of pride. Like I must remember. Like the name must come to me. What the hell? Oh, everybody! Like anybody that knows is like screaming at me right now because like yeah, <laughs> I can't place it. It's like I can I can picture her and I can't. Bo-Katan. That's it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I would expect him to go. Well, I mean, we we get a little bit of like, because Moff Gideon basically like came. I'm under the impression had something to do with like the occupation of Mandalore. That would be yeah, because he he ends up with the dark saber, so you he would have to right. So and um, in my opinion, they actually allude to that in the Mandalorian episodes of the book of Boba Fett, where the armor asks him what he did with Moff Gideon. Or no, the Vizsla, Clan Vizsla guy asks him. Yeah. And he said, well, the New Republic will do this and this with him. Will they? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Ooh, I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing that the New Republic's not going to do what they ought to with him. Well, that's something or- I think that is is in the books, like like the new canon books, is that just like the Imperial Remnant is still a thing. Like the imper- the Empire lost the war, but there are still factions of it still around. The, the New Republic is a struggling, trying to emplace like a government in place to to get everything up and running. They're do, they do not have the troops to be able to police the galaxy like the Empire did, so they can't go everywhere and kick the Empire out, which is how the factions are still hanging on. So right, if because... that's the case, they probably wouldn't be able to just invade Mandalore and take it back. Or, you know, kick the Empire out. So I would think the Empire is still seated on Mandalore. And that's why the Mandalorians haven't gone back. Okay. I need to rewatch that Mandalorian episode because I feel like Bo-Katan did a little bit of a blurb of, like, what actually happened with Mandalore. I think, from what I remember, that they, because of all the sects of Mandalorians, they can't, like... If all of them were able to unite under one banner, they could they could kick the Empire out. But they're all off doing their own things, and no one wants to group up and team up and, you know, play nice to which get is Mandalore why Bo- back. Which is why Bo-Katan wanted the Darksaber. Right. So I think she's under the impression, if I have this, I can unite the Mandalorians and take back our home. Unite the clans. Yeah. So if, you know, if she can't get it or doesn't want to fight Mando for it, then it's going to be up to him to, you know, globetrot around the galaxy, checking out with a... But, you know, at the same time, if if Bo-Katan's... Uh, the way she sees, like, Mando's sect as, like, the crazy cult part of Mandalorians... Yeah, like the religious zealots. Right. So is that just her, or is that every other section of Mandalorians are going to think the same thing about him? So if he goes to recruit them, tells them what clan he's from, and they're like, oh, that fucking crazy one? No, we don't want to. No. <laughs> you guys literally don't take off your helmets? Yeah, how That's do you, unsanitary. How do you What yeah. the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he's going he's gonna to go over to a bunch of people start saying this is the way, and they're going to be like, fuck you, see ya. <laughs> Actually, that's the way, right out the other door there. <laughs> the way is you this way. You can see yourself there. Yeah. Right over there. See? <laughs> right there. That's the way. Right over there. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good good guess for season three. 
I don't, I don't know what else it could really be because they didn't really do much else other than. Like I said, I really thought we'd get the fate of Grogu and what he decides to do in season three of Mandalorian. So the fact that we got it here, I'm like, well, that's one less thing that I could guess they're going to do there. So it's got to be focused on Mando and what his his mission or calling is, I would think. I I really hope that it almost like jumps a little bit into the into the future so that like maybe Grogu can actually start like communicating. I don't, well, he, I he ages a lot like, slower than anybody else. That's the whole right, thing that Luke right. was saying. He does. So even if they fast forward like 25 years, that he still might not be able to talk. <laughs> right. Okay. And if they, you know, if they fast forward a lot, you're putting them in the time of the First Order and Force Awakens and stuff like that. So, okay, so I don't know if you even want to run that, into that right that now. That much, right. Because it's it's getting to be almost like he has a droid with him that you're trying to like figure out what the beep boop pop 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 is are saying and then he's like what you want to do this and you're like thank <laughs> God because I didn't know what the fuck he just said <laughs> you know yeah it'll be fun. either way I'm looking forward to it it'll be fun um I don't know if we get another season of Book of Boba Fett honestly. yeah that's what I'm I'm I figured once this was over that they might say like hey season two is coming at some point. Not to give us a date, but hey, we're working on it. I'm almost wondering if they're not taking the um, DCCW route where they have almost like four or five Star Wars universes and then they like collide for like a few episodes and then they collide for a few episodes. Which could be, yeah. I mean, they're definitely building up the shared universe stuff of, of Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Almost like uh, doing it show-wise, but sort of following the same route that the Marvel movies did, you know? Right. Introduce yeah. all of the main characters, then have the big Avengers, and then introduce more characters, big yeah. Avengers. You yeah. Know, you keep doing this weird wave clapping thing that, I'm doing <laughs> <out> <laughs> that no one can see. I'm clapping people. Um <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to yeah, we'll have to see where they go because I don't know. Like they ended this series, then we got like okay, Obi Wan's coming in May, so I don't know if when Obi Wan wraps up, if they're gonna be like okay, next series is coming here, or you know they do have a couple other series coming down the pipe. We're gonna get two or three other series this year. Like Obi Wan's one, I think Ahsoka's coming this year. Andor is still supposed to be this year. Oh, I forgot about Andor. That that should be pretty neat. Yeah, I mean it's not gonna tie into this stuff because it's pre, you know. Rogue One and stuff like that, so right, these but guys I, aren't I just, really around then. I, I, I want to see like an espionage sort of double agent yeah. type Star Wars thing. Back when Cassian did some Black Ops missions or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have anything else. You got anything else? Uh, Might be it. I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure if we kept talking we could probably come up with some stuff, but Yeah, I don't want to keep reaching. Like, I, I, I got nothing right now, so... <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good place to wrap up. We'll see uh, what happens with Obi Wan. I'm sure we'll come back and talk about that once that maybe. I don't know if we'll do like a, a mid. Depending on what happens, if if like a mid season type of thing is real big, maybe we'll we'll talk halfway through. But chances are we'll probably talk after the show wraps and and talk about it as a whole. I feel like that's the easiest way to do it for us. Sometimes we can't do it as often or as quickly as we want to, especially shows that go week to week. Like it's hard to be like, okay, we're gonna talk about this week. 
And then already by the time the episode comes out, we're like a week behind. I so feel seasonally it's easier to do because like you said, it's it's tough to throw an episode together after episode three when you're pretty much missing episode four when you're doing the podcast right. and then you have to throw immediately try and throw together an episode four podcast. It's yeah. If I knew we could do these in like half hour chunks and I could do them quicker, then that might be something we could always try to do. But I, the way we talk, like especially with more of us on here, there's no way we could cover one episode in a half hour <laughs> with three or four people. So, but I mean, for the two of us, I think we did, we did decent. We're, we're not bad. Yeah. I think we did pretty good. Um, all right, yeah, we'll come back some other time. Uh, I don't actually know what the next episode for the podcast proper is going to be. I know we've talked about Steel at some point. I, I don't know. <laughs> I and keep putting was... it off. I keep putting it off because I don't care, and I <laughs> don't know when I want to get to it. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Steel is the next one up for Rewind Theater. We will get to that at some point. Um, at the time we're recording this, I'm actually – I have tickets to go see Uncharted in theaters tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to see that, but if anyone else does, I would be probably glad to talk about that one because I'm kind of excited about that. I want to see how that one turns out. Don't know if I'm going to go to the theater to see that one. Yeah, I I didn't think it was too high on too many many people's lists. So that might be one we circle around to at a later date. Um, Might be a Netflix or... What company is that with? Like what HBO Max? So HBO Max? Uh, No, Sony... As far as I know, Sony was has a deal with Netflix to release some stuff. It might start with their 2022 slate, but it's still probably going to be like some months after theatrical. Like they they do the theatrical run and then probably like rent or buy. Oh, and okay. then after that, it might hit Netflix. Okay. So I don't know how soon, but at some point. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else we sort of have on tap. I know there's been some, like, some especially big video game news that we have not talked about yet that, I mean, by now we're we're way past due on covering some of that stuff, but it could be one to, to jump in and sort of just give our thoughts for a little bit on it. We'll see. Either way, it's just stuff that I'm thinking of. We'll see where we end up. And... Did Skull and Bones finally come out? Is that is that the big <laughs> video game news that you have? Uh, No. Oh, I I count you for those updates. I kind of lost track of what's happening with those with that game. <laughs> I figure you're the one anxiously awaiting their Twitter account to post something or Facebook page to be like, "Hey, it's coming." Uh, I just we're not there. Hearing rumblings of like just it's in production hell. So, <laughs> which or, it's been for the last five years or whatever it's been. I guess it's not hell. It, it, what's the middle ground where it, you're not sure where it is? Purgatory, limbo, limbo. Yeah, production limbo. Thank you. We'll call that. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, keep keep your eye on the podcast. We'll see what comes out next. I can't confirm or deny anything right now. Something, something, another episode will happen. Something will happen. Keep an ear out. Something <laughs> is on the wing. Yep. Yep. Can't. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it for us. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his super friends, or go to facebook.com slash Bry Guy Super Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, feel free to try to email me, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. I checked it for 250 There's still nothing in there, so it's it's fine. Uh, <laughs> at some point, we may get the, the random spam email. No, no well, I mean, we do get spam email, but nothing worthwhile in there. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, at BGSuperFriends. Uh, that one works. We'll, we'll check that one. We'll get back to you. Uh, 
anytime that we do a live, if we decide to do a live show again, uh, it will be on my Twitch page. My Twitch page is at Jedi Bry Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Um, anytime we decide to do live, we'll do it there. Uh, if you want to check, occasionally I stream some video games here and there, sort of whenever I, f- there's no set schedule, just kind of whenever I feel like it. So you can yeah, follow, once, check us out there. Every once in a while, you'll see me playing Among Us with him. Yeah, we did that. We did that once, which was pretty fun. Yeah, rolling around in the ducts, yeah. and then we kept we kept telling Brian that we were going to log on and see who the actual killer was, and <laughs> watch ourselves playing. Yeah, these snakes wanted to try to stream, <laughs> snipe me and figure out what was going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's at least up on my page now. I don't know if well, depending on when you're listening, whether it'll still be there or not. At least maybe some. There's def- I definitely have a highlight up there of when no one believed me that I was telling the truth. <laughs> About certain about killers. not entering the code. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. enter code or whatever. <laughs> so that I definitely clip that and save that there. And actually, if you know, when we did 250, we did 250 or 250th episode live on Twitch. Um, I saved that broadcast. So if you would like to watch all four and a half hours of that show, technical difficulties and all, it is saved on my Twitch page. There, you can you can see our smiling faces for a change. If you want to see how this how this works. But uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, on behalf of just Andy and I this time, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Ooh, Dini!